Welcome to Let Me Ask My Dad, the podcast where I ask my dad some stuff. I am your adult child host, Mel. And I'm your dad host, John. So, I think like a lot of people, I've been watching more movies during quarantine. And this week I watched The Da Vinci Code. So I want to know what you think about secret societies. Secret societies. If you want to cite the Da Vinci Code, you're allowed to, but you don't have to. <laughs> so it's been a while since I've seen the Da Vinci Code. I, I think I read the book first before I saw the movie. But Same. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I just don't think Tom Hanks would do us wrong. So <laughs> Tom Hanks is the Tom Hanks is literally the redeeming uh, the redeeming part about the Da Vinci Code because right. I. I have read most of the uh, Robert Langdon's his character. There's a bunch of books with him in it. I have read all but one of those. It's kind of like it's a it's like a book version of rom com for me. It's kind of a guilty pleasure because I know it's not great, but I still love it. But I mean, Tom Hanks could do anything good. I just like Tom Hanks. <laughs> I mean, Tom Hanks got to play uh, uh, Mr. Rogers, and I think that's yeah. perfect because yeah. they're both. People I love. Yeah, Da Vinci Code was primarily Knights Templar. There is another one, Angels and Demons, which was Illuminati. I also watched that one recently. And then uh, they did have one that was Freemasons at one point, too, but I don't remember the name of the book. I don't think they made that one into a movie. So here's the thing about secret societies. If it was an actual secret society, we wouldn't be talking about it because we wouldn't know about it because it would be a secret. But yeah, there, there are... Okay, there's a lot of uh, clubs that just don't, well, I hate to call them clubs, but <laughs> that just don't expose everything that they do. It's just not a normal thing. So so with the Illuminati and the Knights Templar, and, and the Knights Templar were actually real people. Yeah. I mean, it was a real organization. It's not like it was it was fake. Now, were they protecting the, were they protecting the Holy Grail? Yes, was that what they Holy were supposed Grail. to be protecting? Okay. So uh, were they protecting the Holy Grail? Who knows? Did the Holy Grail actually exist? Who knows? I mean, I'm sure there was a cup that Jesus drank from, but it, you know, what is it? This magical cup that can you know do these special things? Well, the the Da Vinci Code theory wasn't that the Holy Grail was a cup; it was the bloodline of Jesus. Oh, because that, Jesus married right. Mary Magdalene, and they had kids, and the bloodline was the Grail. Right, right, and I, you know. I know this isn't on the, the whole uh, uh, so, uh, secret society thing, but that seems reasonable to me. I mean, it's not, I don't know if it's a, just a story or if that's based on any sort of documentation, but um, I'm, it's it, it's a nice story and it, it, it seems reasonable to me. But back on secret societies, I've really gone off the rails on this one. <laughs> I mean, we haven't even really started. So secret societies, let's talk about the, I mean, the Illuminati is the big yeah. one that well, I guess the Masons are re the Freemasons are the ones that everyone talks about. I mean, a lot of people about. think that they they intersect the Illuminati and the Freemasons. Right, right. I don't know an awful lot about the Freemasons. I do. the The town I grew up in did have an old building that was a Masonic temple. They had an actual Masonic group. Uh, I uh, uh, I knew a girl in high school whose dad was a member of the Masons, and I never saw the guy do magic. <laughs> he seemed like a totally normal human being. You know, they they did. I did. They have a. I don't even think they had a basement in their house, so there was really no place to do any sort of magic. Uh, or uh, sacrifice or whatever the Masons are supposed to be doing. So I, I think they're just, they're an easy target because, uh, you know, they do things uh, in confidentiality. Uh, but at the same time, 
you know, I wonder how much of that confidentiality over the years is uh, uh, actually intended because of the attention that they get from the outside that, oh, they're doing these secret things. Yeah, maybe they play it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's that whole human nature that if the door is closed, there's something nefarious going on behind that door. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I might just be taking a shower. I mean, there's... There's just because a door is closed doesn't mean that bad things are going on behind that door. Sometimes they are. You know, I've had a lot of closed door meetings and it's just for people's privacy. Uh, It really had nothing to do with any evil or nefarious things going on. So I think the majority of times that there's nothing evil going on. So. So that's the Masons. And I really don't know a whole lot about the Masons. I just think, you know, they're an easy target for that whole closed door thing. And I wonder how much of that closed door thing is intentional for that attention and just for something to laugh at for them. Well, do you think that part of the reason that these quote unquote secret societies are not secret is because so much time has passed? Because the theory is that like the Illuminati has been around for a ridiculously long time and we found out about it because it's been around for so long and most of the people who were in the Illuminati are now very dead. Well, yeah, if the Illuminati was a real organization where people, I mean, you think there would be, people would have business cards that said, you know, Bob Smith, Illuminati. (laughs) Um, Because, I mean, people talk about this whole, you know, Illuminati thing. But I think that's just, you know, it might have been a small club back in in Bavaria, you know, years ago when, you know, they talk about this whole thing really started. But I mean, really the bottom line on this is that it's about uh, rich, powerful people are the ones who control everything that goes on in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, just look at reality. (laughs) Rich, powerful people have a lot of influence on what happens in this world. They have huge influence over uh, the, uh, uh, the the financial system in this world because they basically are the financial system of this world. So that, that whole secret society Illuminati thing, I think is just uh, sort of an excuse to, I don't want, I hate to say target, but target the rich, the rich powerful people and saying, oh, they're doing all these horrible things. Well, yes, some are really doing horrible things. They, you know, once you're in that world for long enough, you lose touch with the rest of the world, the, you know, the majority of the people in the world. And, and I mean, just look at history with, with uh, uh, monarchs and dictators and, and all those people that, you know, it, it takes a certain personality to be a, you know, a king or a dictator or, you know, those people in those ultimate powerful positions. It takes a, a certain personality and, and that personality usually goes with com- being completely out of touch with the people. Um, the, you know, the French Revolution, the Bolshevik Revolution, uh, you know, when, when, when they took their, their tyrant leaders out and their families and hung them from bridges and decapitated them and things like that. I mean, that's, that's really not too far off in our past. Yeah. I mean, that's really, really pretty close. Not within our lifetimes, but pretty close. Um, and those are things that can can still happen because those tyrants still exist. They're out there. So I think I follow more of the theory as far as the Illuminati goes that it was uh, it was like people who were doing more scientific background stuff and they were tr- doing it more in secret because they were living in an area that was controlled primarily by the church. And that was why it was secret, because they didn't want to get persecuted for their for their 
scientific findings and eventually like it snowballed into people being weird and putting pyramids on shit yeah well you know it's a power struggle thing too because it used to be the church Mm -hmm. controlled everything and we're talking about the 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 catholic church here so i mean popes the, the the pope now is the leader of the catholic church and wields quite a bit of power because there are a lot of catholics in the world but doesn't wield like an absolute power and nor an evil power but in the past popes did wield evil power yeah and they were they were more they had more control over the government than they do now they were more of a governing force um, uh, like a just general governing force rather than now where they're just primarily a religious governing force right right they can yeah they control over actual real governments Mm -hmm. they control over uh you know eventually the roman government became um completely controlled by by the by the church Mm -hmm. and those leaders would listen to the pope when they when they made decisions so there's there's a lot of uh, you know there's some good uh books out there name of the rose have you ever read that or seen the movie uh it was a good movie uh but it's that old you know back in the day uh monks uh and you know it's a murder mystery Mm -hmm. so you you had that power struggle between the church which really controlled everything and then you also had some wealthy you know very wealthy power hungry people who were kind of fighting the church as as well you know because if they weren't in the good graces of the church so you know there's always a, a you know there's always a power struggle going on out there with the 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 people at the top so so the illuminati um I mean, is is the Illuminati still around? You know, in a functional sense that there's a club called the Illuminati and you get Illuminati merit badges and stuff like that. You know, that, that sort of thing I, I don't think exists. But there are circles of rich, powerful people who run around together. I mean, the what's that? Uh, oh, Bohemian Grove. What? So there's that place in North, Northern California and it's uh, a place called Bohemian Grove, and I'm not really sure who. They say that it's attached to the Illuminati, but basically, it's a, it's uh, this camp, and uh, rich, wealthy people go to this camp, and it's super secret, and they say that all these crazy things go on there, and but nobody really knows because unless you're there, you you don't see it, and they're very, they're very closed down on who they allowed to go there. The name Bohemian Grove. Sounds like it was a commune made by hippies. Well, yeah. Well, and, and this whole Illuminati, <laughs> the whole Illuminati thing started in uh, Bova- Bavaria, and there's that whole that whole connection with Bohemia, and I don't know. So there's this thing that goes on, but there's all these little things that go on that actually I've been to one uh, when I was living in Florida. They had a uh, group that met. Um, every i want to say once a month and i can't remember what exactly it was called but i think it had the word white in it like white hall or white something and it took place in the woods <laughs> there the, it was in the forest they had a building out there that was this big building that had a kitchen and a huge dining area that was filled with uh picnic tables mm-hmm. and what they would do it was the the local uh businessman of the area in 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 uh, the panhandle of Florida, Bay County area. And uh, they would meet once a month and it was a networking thing. Uh, And they would set, they had little bars set up there and it was all, you know, they they would all pitch into this, but they would invite certain guests out. Like they always wanted to invite someone. They always wanted to invite the, uh, uh, the commander from the air force base. 
And since we are public affairs, it was proper for them to invite one or two of us as well, because we traveled with him when he did public engagements and this would be a public engagement. So when I first heard about it, you know, they had certain rules like women weren't allowed to go to this. Mm -hmm. Only men were allowed to go to this. So when I first heard about this thing, I'm like this. I know exactly what this is. We live in the deep South. They don't allow women to go. And I bet you they're all white, too. Yeah, I was about to say you definitely were getting recruited into the KKK. (laughs) Right. So I'm thinking this is a Klan meeting, basically. And uh, because I didn't know anything about, you know, I I just from what I heard about it and our our head of community relations kept telling me over and over again, um, he kept saying, no, no, it's not like that at all. And then he explained to me, he goes, the reason why there's no women there is because if any women were allowed to go to this thing, a lot of the guys, their wives wouldn't allow them to go because they didn't want them being out in the woods alone with women. (laughs) So I'm like, well, that, that kind of goes with that whole, you can't trust any of these guys. I don't know. So <laughs> Women aren't allowed here because no one here has a healthy relationship. <laughs> right, yeah. So then I moved into that department, and they took me out to one. And, and there, well, it wasn't all white guys. It was just, it was all business owners. Mm-hmm. There were no women out there. Um, and they just stood around, drank, and they networked. And then they went inside, and we had, like, uh... Uh, ribs and we just had food mm-hmm. we ate at these picnic tables and and had food so there was no you know i didn't see any like shady deals going on there was no human sacrifice in i fact, don't know no where did those ribs come from yeah in fact well that's true <laughs> well, they, they look like regular pork ribs and uh i think they were ribs i can't remember what we ate it was normal normal food that you would that was ca- it was catered. Don't they call humans like the long pig or something like that? What's that? Don't they call humans long pigs or something like that? Oh, I don't. I have no idea. Maybe. I know. Th- I know I that no the, the human body composition is similar enough to pigs that there's something like that. I don't know. You might have ate a person. Well, maybe. I don't know. It didn't look like that. But I mean, even there was a giant spider outside, and they didn't kill that either. So there was no. <laughs> there was no sacrifice going the on. The spider at was all. the leader. And. And, and most of these guys were talking around, they're sitting around talking about normal stuff that guys talk about. And they're talking about sports. Uh, they were talking about, oh, we went golfing at this place and they had a great dinner there. And I, it was, there was nothing nefarious about this. So now I'm not saying nothing nefarious goes on at any of these meetings because I know a lot, I, I imagine lots of nefarious things go on at a clan meeting because that's yeah. what clan meetings do. <laughs> so that's their whole purpose in life. But this was not a clan meeting. In fact, I met quite a few people who were not white out there who were business owners in in the area, even though that area did have a propensity to be racist. But can you imagine having such an unhealthy relationship with your wife that you have to create a secret society in the woods for just men so you can go out? You know, that, you, that's pretty common. I'm, I'm starting to see that's more and more common among, among older white men. That um, yeah, there was always there was that sort of thing about the 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 powerful these these powerful wealthy folks. Their wives don't trust them, and I I think maybe the reason their wives don't trust them is they probably can't be trusted. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's got there's there's probably some sort of history. I mean, their wives may be. I mean, their wives could be the second wife. Uh, that they were cheating on with when they were still married to the first <laughs> wife. So, so I'm I, I'm not I'm not shocked that uh, that that this goes on because I mean I I I've seen from uh, uh, several you know famous people where 
they uh, marry the don't mistress. <laughs> want to. They don't. Well, no, they don't want. Well, that yeah, that too. But they don't want to be uh, around women alone. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I actually had a boss who uh, would not go out to lunch alone with a woman, even though that person was a subordinate or an employee or any way. Uh, he would always make sure that you know a, a male or another woman was with them, yeah. uh, just to cover his butt. But then it, well, that's that's a different <laughs> that's story. That's a different so story. It, 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 it was probably a good idea. So I mean, we could do an entire episode on sexism, but I don't think we're going to. Uh, yeah. Another another like route. I think maybe not, route's not the right word. Um, Another version, I guess, of secret societies that I that I hear about more frequently is the idea of like a collegiate secret society. Like, like I go to some Ivy League college, and my dad and my grandpa and all of them were part of this special secret college club for rich dudes who go to this college. What was that one the Bushes were involved in? They kept talking about and. Quite a, a few people that ran for president were oh skull and bones something the skull like that. and bones I don't know we're definitely saying wrong stuff in here because we did not do any research and we don't do research during the podcast oh yeah yeah we do absolutely no research that's why in, in some of the uh, podcasts in the in the past I was absolutely wrong on some things so so I'm probably absolutely wrong either uh, here as well because it might be called foot and bones who knows it might <laughs> I, but I think it's skull and bones <laughs> or bones. something like that that would be okay. <laughs> Foot and Bones sounds like a jazz club. (laughs) Foot and Bones. Yeah, Foot and Bones. Yeah, we went to Foot and Bones. Welcome to my secret underground jazz club, Foot and Bones. (laughs) Foot and Bones. So, so, yeah, Skull and Bones. You know, I don't know much about it, but yeah, it's supposed to be some sort of secret society at a club. I'm trying to think if I've ever belonged to any secret societies that I didn't make up on my own and didn't have any other members. Like... Like when I was a kid, me and my stepbrother and my stepsister formed a club called the Banana Club. And uh, we would meet occasionally. We would pay dues so then we could eventually raise up enough money to make frozen bananas. And I think that's all we ever talked about as well. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. We were kids. I'm assuming that you wanted to do chocolate dip bananas. You didn't want to just put bananas in the freezer. Yeah, chocolate dip them and then put them in the freezer and then I guess put whipped cream on them. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if we ever did or if we just went and bought them at, at Cedar Point. Or I don't I don't remember that part about it. I just remember that our secret society wasn't terribly secret because we had our meetings at the kitchen table. So, yeah. Uh, and the funding was with, from your parents, I'm assuming. No, the funding was from, well. Where did kids get money? Their parents, yeah. So it was like allowance money that then we, I, I don't know. But that's as close as I've, I think I've been to being in a secret society. I mean, I was in the Boy Scouts, but there's no secret about yeah, that. Yeah, Boy Scouts are very public. I guess in some places are. Yeah, so I can't think of any real secret society, you know. I, American Legion of VFW, but they're not secret. You just, it's basically a bar. Uh, I mean, they have meetings and stuff, but a lot of people just go there for the bar, to hang out in the bar and, you know, Saturday night steak night and Friday night fish fry. You know, those famous Michigan things. <laughs> you know, bowling leagues. I mean, that that that's not really a secret anyway, either. So, I, you know, I, I guess I've never belonged in a secret society. I've really had no desire to be a Mason. I've never asked anyone if I could be a Mason or I actually after after reading that uh that Dan Brown book about the Masons, I decided to research the Masons cuz I'm like, oh, this this is this seems interesting. 
Uh, and I looked it up, and uh, this was before I transitioned to, and you can't be a Freemason if you're a woman. They have a separate thing that's different that women can join. I don't remember what it's called. Is that Eastern Star? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Because there's like Eastern Star and there's Demo Lay and there's there's all there's yeah. all these you can you can join you can join the Lady Masons or the Kids Masons <laughs> right can't be a regular you can't Mason join the regular Masons well, now, and then there's also the, you know they have different the Masons have different uh, you know basic groups too because there's like the Scottish Rite Masons and then there's another one and I can't remember what that one's called and then there's the Shriners I mean you've got the Shriners or is the Masonic is the is part of the masons Mm -hmm. and the shriners do great things i mean the shriners have the shrine hospital where uh where kids can get free treatment you know the shriners do a lot of really cool things so you can't really say the masons are bad and you know doing these nefarious things when i mean you've got the shriners doing all kinds of great things for people plus they would bring the circus to town every year to raise money so they could take care of kids you know kids medical bills there's something like the elk club or the elk lodge or something like that I don't know if that's actually a club or a society or whatever, but I just remember seeing one of those when I was a kid and thinking, oh, that's what that is. So there's a few of them. There's the Elks, which is, uh, I knew some people that belonged to Elks Club. And, you know, it's just kind of like, it's kind of like the American Legion without the, the, the veteran thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, when I was in Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts and we did the Pinewood Derby, we did it at the Elks Club in, in Farmington, Michigan. Yeah, because I remember, I remember there being an Elks Club in my hometown, which made sense because Alaska Elk, yeah, whatever. And then I saw it in other places and I'm like, oh, this isn't an Alaska animal-based thing. What would really make more sense in Alaska is the Moose Club, yeah, which is an exist, actual yeah. <laughs> organization just like the Elks. And my stepdad was a member of the Moose Lodge, and uh, we went a couple of times, and it was just basically, you went there and it was a bar and you drank there. <laughs> and then there's the Eagles Club, uh, which is which is pretty big in northern Michigan. Um, I've, there's Eagles clubs all over the place up there, and I've uh, I have a cousins who a cousin whose grandfather was a a member of the Eagles, but I I've never I've never uh, been a part of an animal based club. A mem- I've never yeah I've never been a part of the animal based clubs. You know, well they don't well uh, Red Green had the Possum Lodge. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, that's, that would be your Canadian secret society would be the possum lodge. The narrowest cast. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to another, another show and someone mentioned, uh, someone mentioned green, red, green, and everyone else in the podcast was like, no one's going to get that. And I'm like, I get that. <laughs> oh yeah. Lots of people. If you lived anywhere near a Canadian border, <laughs> you know, who red uh, green is. At, at any time, you know, who red green is. I mean, that was, I mean, that was an award-winning show yeah. on uh, Canadian television and then it was on PBS, you know, well, yeah. I mean, everybody in Michigan knows who Red Green is. I mean, is. that's how I watched uh, it in Alaska as a kid. It was on PBS. Yeah, yeah. And you can watch them on, I think you can watch them on YouTube now. In fact, on Twitch, I think it's Red. the guy who played Red Green, his son plays Red Green reruns and then talks about growing up as the guy who plays Red Green's son. So, but Red Green, is, Red Green's uh, a comedian. I can't yeah. remember his real name. Uh, but he's he's just a Canadian comedian. And him and his wife, who is also a Canadian, they used to have a TV show. Smith is their last name. They used to have a TV show long before Red Green was out. And then they started the Red Green show. But, okay, we've really gotten <laughs> off track again. Now talk about Red Green and the Possum Lodge. But, no, but no I have never belonged to any of those those animal-based lodges. But the Illuminati, you know, one of, the, one, one of my favorite things about the Illuminati is, have you ever read the Illuminati trilogy? 
No. Okay, so there's, is it three books? I don't know. I'm I, assuming if it's a trilogy. A couple of them. <laughs> well, I don't know. Because it, it's, it's, it's comedy. Uh, basically, it, it, it's uh, but it's it's this story that's based in the you know the Illuminati, and then also they they mix in elements from the Discordian religion. You know what Discordian is? No. Okay. So these are all things that you y'all can look up afterwards. <laughs> look up Discordian, which is a um, uh, a parody religion uh, okay. that was developed back in the '60s, and it's based on uh, Eris the uh goddess of of discord and chaos okay uh so it's one of those uh it's it's kind of based in chaos it's it's interesting it's it, mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting but the the illuminatus trilogy is what it's called and it's written by here see there you go no not doing any research and i don't have the book sitting here uh <laughs> but it's 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 a great read because it's it's so bizarre uh because it's it, it's comedy but it's written with all these uh, Illuminati uh, and uh, Discordian uh, background in it, so it's 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 pretty entertaining. So that's that's a cool thing to read if you want to read about the Illuminati in a funny way. And what's read by it's I'm actually looking it up. It's written by multiple people: uh, Robert Shea and Robert Anton Wilson. Yep, Robert Anton Wilson, and Robert Shea. Those are the, the 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 two big people in there. I think my favorite Illuminati-based thing is. When people bring up, like, the layout of Washington, D.C. and say that that was created by the Illuminati slash Freemasons because people say that a lot of people are in both. Like, oh, yeah, you see the the Washington Monument is is an Egyptian obelisk. And also there's if you look at the roads or something like that, it creates a pentagram and uh, all of that stuff. (laughs) So the roads in Washington, D.C. are developed in sort of a. So it's a defensible pattern. You'll find this in in a lot of or in 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 several different places that were uh, designed back in a day when high on the priorities there was being able to defend against an invading force. So Washington D.C. of course we're a new new country that uh, we had to worry about invading forces, had to worry about the Brits, had to worry about you know other places invading. Mm-hmm. So it's developed on a spoke pattern, which makes it easy to defend because you only need to close off a couple of areas and you can close off a huge core section. And then you can fall back easier. Right, right. Uh, Detroit, if you look at if you look at the city of Detroit, Detroit is, is uh, uh, designed in that spoke pattern. So you've got like Grand River runs off in one direction. You've got all these these roads that run off kind of in a spoke pattern, and it's that sort of the core area is easier to defend. It's a little harder to see now because the roads have been realigned over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you you can see some of the original maps of Detroit, it was in that spoke pattern. So, so there's one thing about the designing of the streets really doesn't have anything to do with the Illuminati or or. Uh, uh, pyramids and stuff like that and i know people really get into that whole dollar bill thing with the <laughs> all-seeing eye and you know and, and honestly I, I they probably just thought it looked cool well yeah i, I mean symbolism <laughs> you know symbolism is a big is a big deal really everywhere and i mean places have symbols i mean i mean all companies have a logo that's a symbol i mean there's <laughs> symbolism within that they they make you know the 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 little smile on the on the uh, or the the arrow that is a smile on the whole Amazon thing. Mm-hmm. I mean that's intentional. That's symbolism. Yeah. That that's based on certain things. They do that when they do logos. So yeah. the this FedEx is not, arrow. 
Right, right. I mean, this is not a new thing. It's been going on for a long time, the whole symbolism thing. Now, is our dollar bill based on some sort of mystic uh, alien problem? No. I'll just say no. Let's just go with no. I'm not even going to explain why it's no, because it takes more time to dig into the reasons why this is uh, a, uh, a based on aliens or some kind of crap like that, some sort of mystic nonsense. People got to make up all this crazy stuff and then tie it to other things. And and then, you know, and then Nicolas Cage is stealing the stuff. So Yeah, I was about uh, to say the real takeaway from this episode is now I want to watch National Treasure. <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Cage is going to go steal the Declaration of Independence. So, you know, all these symbols and that sort of thing, are, are they based on secret societies? I mean, there may be some leak from people who, you know, were Masons and they wanted to get, you know, some of that in there. But is our government based on secret societies? No. no. It's just not. It's just, it's, it's not. It's based on ancient societies. <laughs> right. That were built by aliens. So, yeah, it's... I don't know. I don't you think know, the, I don't I don't think the Roman Empire was built by aliens. That's where we get a lot of our governmental uh our governmental stuff from. That and the French Revolution. Yeah. Or well, not the you, French you Revolution, know, like French revolutionists. Yeah. Well, you know why we have all this uh, all this conspiracy theory stuff on secret societies and all that. It it all boils down to one thing. Hmm. Normal life is boring. <laughs> That's true. That's what it's that's what it's all about. So they have to make up these stories that all these crazy things are going on. They have to find the most difficult path to get to places cuz it's it's much more interesting to have these clues that take you to another place and take you to another place and take you to another place to get, you know, put the story together. Mm -hmm. Because if, you know, if if Dan Brown's books were based on actual, you know, reality and how regular life works, no one would buy them because it would be boring. Yeah. It'd be like also, the it'd, it'd main like, character would have died within the first 10 minutes. Right, like, the yeah. ridiculous I mean, stuff that character does. Like, there are, like, five books with the character that Tom Hanks plays, and he should have died in every single one of them. And also, there's no way he knows that much. I will say, one thing I really, really enjoy about those books, not necessarily all of the conspiracy theory, secret society stuff is I will give Dan Brown credit on doing a really good job researching the locations he does because he mentions different art and different sculptures and different buildings and stuff. And like, while I'm in the middle of reading the book, I Google him and search the stuff that he's doing. And I'm like, oh yeah, that that's cool. Good job researching well, that's that. How you, that's how you add the reality to yeah. it. That's how you add that connection to regular life is to bring in the regular life things and then put all this this you know, fiction that mm -hmm. you scatter inside there. That's how to do it well. That's why those books uh, are so interesting. That's why they were made into movies. And that's mm -hmm. why the movies are interesting because you have that, you have that reality that you understand, but then there's that, that, that fiction that's, that's, that's woven into it that, you know, brings that whole thing together. And I mean, that's, I mean, honestly, that's how the entertainment industry works. Yeah. I mean, that's how, that's how books and movies and TV shows work i mean if you just went with regular life it would be boring and if you just and there are you do see movies and books where they just go with the full fantasy fiction on it and then you have to get outside of your real world to to get into those you know the things that are just absolute fantasy yeah if you watch if you ever watch movies that are trying to be like realist and more similar to real life they're usually a little bit depressing 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah, think that's, that's why indie movies as a genre tend to be a little bit depressing because they hit a little bit too close to home. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, you know, look at, let's look at movies or, or books that are based completely, they're completely fantasy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, can you throw out an example? Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. High right? fantasy. So, at any point, Lord of the Rings, do you think any of that could possibly be true? Ian McKellen might be a wizard. <laughs> okay, the answer is no. <laughs> but I mean, in reality, in, in normal life, would you ever look at Lord of the Rings and go, oh, there's really these hobbit type folks with their hairy feet and a ring and, um, you know, the golem dude. And I mean, would you and then they went and got a dwarf with an axe. Do you have an axe or a hammer? I don't remember. And then and then you've got uh, you got elves. And I mean, would in any situation, would you. I mean, in real life, would you think any of that's real? <laughs> no, because it's not. So that, I mean, so you don't have to believe that any of that's real. But now let's go back to uh, um, a Dan Brown book. Now, a Dan Brown book, they mix in reality with that, with, mm-hmm. with that fiction. So it's no longer fantasy. Because now you're like, oh, the Louvre's a real place. <laughs> I remember. You know, that pyramid on top of the Louvre is a real shortly, place. You shortly know, that after the real Da Vinci train. Code came out, the book, it became very, very popular. And then eventually made, they made the movie. And the History Channel did a field day. Like, that was dinnertime TV for me, <laughs> my biological mother, and stepdad for years because they would turn on the history channel and it would be another fucking knights templar special about some weird stuff they found out about jesus that we didn't know previously except they're recycling the same footage that they've been using for the past three of these yeah but they connected though they're they're now connecting these things together that have been thrown out there because it's woven in with real things so the fake things have been woven in with the real things. So now they're trying to get new connections. Now you're never going to watch the you're never going to watch the History Channel and say, "Now wait a minute, volcanoes are real, <laughs> so therefore wizards and elves are real." You know, and and then and they don't start putting together this whole thing about, well, you know, we were in Wisconsin and there was this drunk guy, and I'm pretty sure he was speaking Elvish. I mean, that you don't. That being said, every Halloween, the History Channel comes up with some werewolf bullshit thing. <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> you're, I mean, you're never going to have that. You're never going to have that Lord of the Rings thing yeah. where they're connecting stuff together because it's completely fantasy. Yeah. Where the other ones, when you weave in that reality and with the fantasy, then, you know. And I do go. have one more gripe with those History Channel shows, specifically the ones about Jesus. Jesus wasn't white, y'all. He wasn't white. He was a Middle Eastern Jew. He wasn't white. <laughs> Jesus wasn't white. Yeah. None yeah. of his friends were white either. Nobody was white there. Yeah. And you know what? Elves and wizards, why are they always white? There yeah, you go. I know. That's I don't think they're too. always white. Yeah. So. I think the theory with that is probably that they live in trees and don't get to see the sun very much because they live in trees. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel no like we could do an entire episode on conspiracy theories, which is part of the reason that I've been trying to avoid we, them in here. We we absolutely could, because I got a lot to say about conspiracy theories. I mean, I've got I a lot of funny out, conspiracy theories. I, I can pick out three or four and talk about them forever. So, uh, but now we don't have to. We don't have to pull out the the secret societies. So. Yeah. Well, 
I think that is all the time we have for today. Um, we do not advertise at all, so we'd really appreciate if you guys like like and shared our stuff because word of mouth is the is the best way to advertise and get things around. Our intro and outro music is Catch Up by Ben Lebowitz. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at AskDadCast or use the hashtag AskDadCast. And until next time, have a great day. Bye. <laughs>